Hey guys, my name is Casey. And I'm Daniel. And we're a married couple who recently started a true crime podcast called Dancy True Crime. That's D-A-N-S-I True Crime. I enjoy myself some true crime, so we hope you do too. Come on over and check us out. We can't wait to see you guys there. We take turns on Who Tells the Story every week. Our episodes are posted every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. To subscribe or follow, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. Oh, don't worry, guys. We have a couple other places here. We are also available on Facebook, TikTok, and the Instagram. Our podcast is for mature audiences only. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page, join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, you will, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey guys, Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, They will be posted on our Facebook page. They are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. Warning, the following is intended for mature audiences only. Your discretion is advised. Hey guys, I'm Casey. I'm Daniel. And we're Dancy True Crime. How are you, Daniel? Doing good. Good. Yeah, sinuses have been kicked my butt, but you know, hanging in there best I can. So, yeah. How about you? I'm hanging in there. I had a really rough week. I was sick all week. So if I sound kind of it today, it's because I, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah. Mind you, but... It's been a rough week for both of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> but Sinuses. Yeah. Other right. than that, though, you're doing, you're doing good, though? Yeah. Good. Awesome. Glad to hear. I do want to go and give another warning right out the gate, because with this case that we're doing today, it is talking about child pornography, child abuse, child neglect, Japan. But for this gentleman, it is Tsutamo Miyazaki... He is known for being a vampirist, serial killer, pedophile. He shows necrophilia, an adapter, and even being a cannibal on one incident. So yes, it gets okay. it gets rough, it gets sick, it gets wild. All right, well, let's go ahead and get on into this then. As we said, there's going to be seven victims. We'll kind of go down again later. Okay. So with Mr. Miyazaki, he died at the age of 45 on June 17th. 2008. For all of his crimes, Miyazaki would be apprehended on July 23rd, 1989. 
in order to find out how we got here, of course, we got to go to the very beginning. <laughs> now, with Miyazaki, he would target young girls. And when I talk young, I'm talking, like, between four and seven, young. At one point, there was a couple of sisters. One was, uh, I believe it was seven, and the older sister was 12, but he chose to go for the younger one. So, for that whatever reason... sick and twisted. Very. And as we go on, you'll see how even more twisted it gets. It, it gets. Now, this would happen between August 22nd of 1988 and June 6th of 1989. So, a short amount of time. Almost a year. Yeah. And this would all pretty much start with the abductions after Miyazaki's 26th birthday. Now, with Mr. Miyazaki, he was born on August 21st of 1962, as we said, in Tokyo, Japan. Miyazaki was born with deformed hands. This is a result of premature birth. Later on down the road, we would actually find out that this is due to incestual relations between his older sister and his dad. Um, what what do you mean by deformed hand? What what's going on is with his hands, he doesn't fully have bones in his hands, so they're kind of more shaved and pulled up so he can't exactly have full function with them and from some of the research i did and some of the podcasts i listened to the reason why he went after the little little kids those are some weird hands yeah i I couldn't find what the actual what it's actually called but it's pretty much that he he didn't fully have the full function so the reason why he had to go after younger kids is probably because of the deformity in his hands it's easier on smaller children to because he pretty much strangled all of his victims. And with having the hands how they were, that was just the way that he was able to do it. That's insane. Yeah. But uh, that's what they're they're thinking, you know, it's due to the premature birth, which I hadn't heard of that before. Me neither. I don't know if it's you know, more common over in Japan. I didn't see anything like that. So if anybody knows much about the Japanese culture, if you could fill us in on that, that'd be awesome. Or anybody in the medical field even, please let us know. Now, with all of the deformities like that, he he was picked on as a kid, not only in school, but in the home life by his parents. Well, his said parents, his dad, his mom, his dad's wife and then his biological mother his older sister and the other siblings so throughout the years he would be picked on at school and in the household and it just it was not good due to the amount of being bullied it did affect him later on in school it would affect his grades because he was a star student but because of everything like that it just, it was hard on him. He would eventually go super, grow super close with his grandfather as he was kind of the main one that took care of him. Wait, his grandfather or his father? No, his biological... technically his father is his grandfather, so I was just curious. You're right, but yeah, it was his father's father. They grew very close, and he actually encouraged him throughout the years. Now, also with his father... He was actually pretty well known in the area, owned a newspaper company, and they just the, their name was really big, so they were pretty well known. So later on, you'll see it was hard for his father once he found out what his son was all about. 
it didn't say how his grandfather passed away or thing, but his grandfather does pass away, and this is really hard on Miyazaki. Now, also, we got to take into account, you know, okay, well, slowly, you know, what what else is going on with him? As young kids, you know, especially being in the Japanese culture, anime is really big over there in the manga. So he was huge into that. Anime is, for any of you like me out there, it's going to be like your One Piece. You got your Dragon Ball Z, the manga. He was big into that. But yeah, as we said, you know, he, he was a star student. And then later on, his grades would fall. In college, though, Miyazaki actually wanted to be an English teacher. But then he, he decided, you know, he wanted to go and change it up and be a photo technician. And his dad wanted to follow him in his footsteps. But he's like, eh, I don't want to do all that. What, what did his dad do again? I'm sorry. He owned a local newspaper. So that his family was kind of big name in the area for that time. Why can't he do the photos for the newspaper? It did not say. Sorry. I'm no, no. It's good. logical here. Right. No, no. You're going to be asking those questions. Yeah. And then besides the anime and the manga, you know, he also was into the pornography. He ended up actually getting into child pornography. How much of it at this point, we do not know. We just know that this would influence him to become a cannibal. As a child, though, when he was younger, he actually did get caught by his sister watching her take a shower. He did this a few times, tried to videotape. By his sister or his mom? Because, again, that's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. Which, I don't know which sister it was, but actually I think it was both because he assaulted both his sister and his mom. So I think it was his sister. His mom? Yeah, he assaulted his it didn't say if it was biological or his father's wife, but irregardless, it stated. And his sister? I mean, that's wrong too. Right, right. And then with everything that's going on, he actually ends up deciding that he is going to have an alter ego and call him Ratman and try to blame everything that's going to go on on him, saying that, oh, well, he's the one that told me to do this and everything's going to be okay. At this point, though, it's. I'll just throw it out there. I was going to ask you later, but. So far, though, from your perspective, are you thinking that a lot of this is going to be kind of more on his parents for not raising him, giving him the attention that he should have had and not bullied him because of the defects? Or with some of the actions, would you say because of what he's watching and what he's been doing and not being? I think it would have a combination of both. Okay. Because... You can throw the anime and the manga and the pornography and all of that together. Right. Because it doesn't state, like, at what age he starts. But that's not going to make you turn you into a murderer or, you know. Right. Serial killer. Because essentially, he's yeah. a serial killer. That stuff alone isn't going to do it. It's going to. you. It's psychological. Exactly. Okay. So, I, th you know, and that might. The anime and manga stuff might, you know. Right. You never know what he could have came across. Yeah. Okay, and this is going to kind of answer your question because we talked about this a little bit. The Miyazaki family, they were influential, especially in Japan's Tsusaki district in Tokyo. And Miyazaki's father was the owner of the newspaper. Because if you're going to school to be a photo tech, hey, why not? You know, you got your foot in the door. You could be setting yourself really well. Yeah, this is true. We're going to fast forward a little bit. 1984, Miyazaki. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it just... Just wait, though. It gets more in-depth. But now in 1984, Miyazaki started to search for child pornography. 
This was not hindered by censorship because of obscenity legislation in Japan prohibits only pubic hair and not sex organs. And I think they said that went into effect in either later in the 80s or in the 90s. So at this point, yeah, they could show everything else but basically organs. And I do believe also that, you know, he liked being able to see everything. And that's what got him off more or less. That's ridiculous and disgusting. That is very. Just almost 22. Uh, yeah, because he was 26 when everything started. Now we're going to go ahead and go on up to 1988. Four years later. Four so years 26. later. Yep. August of August 22nd. This is when he would claim his first victim. Four-year-old. Mary Kono. Say, hey, what kind of candy do you like? And, of course, they would say, well, what do you got? And his response, well, what's your favorite candy? Oh, well, it's chocolate or it's strawberry candy. Hey, I got that. Come on over, you know. I got this. So with the first one. I don't care who is on here. You never get in that creepy white van with that dude trying to give you candy. No. Doesn't matter if it's a white van. It doesn't matter what kind of car it is. It doesn't matter if it's a... Lamborghini. I don't care. No, no. You do not get in a car with a stranger. No. I don't care how old you are. You don't do it. And my biggest thing is, though, because it doesn't say either where the parents were of these kids. or Right, but, I mean, their culture may be different. Yes, Like, in our culture, you know. Right. Especially in the 80s. an absolute no-no. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Therefore, he lures... Mary Kono into his car and would take her to the outskirts of town where there he would strangle her and kill her. Once she was murdered, he would sexually abuse her body and even take pictures of the corpse. Because one of the victims, too, ended up making fun of him and he's like, stop, stop, kind of thing, and just didn't like how it went. And just with her, he took off her clothes and would save them as souvenirs, ditched the body out in the woods. A few days later, he came back, cut off legs and hands, and removed some of her teeth, and would end up grounding the bones into a powder and kept them in a box. Poor little girl. Yeah, at four years old. She had been terrified, especially with his hands yeah. alone. Yeah. Now, there were other pictures where his his hands weren't actually that fully deformed, but it's just the uh, that's just how they could look in certain situations. For the second victim here, unfortunately, I could not find what year it was or the date i should say but it's still within that span of 88 to 89 she was a couple years older this victim was seven years old another rough age yeah her name is and i apologize if i mispronounce it misami yoshizawa and with her pretty much did the same thing as with mary got her into the car and he was real ballsy on this one took her to pretty much the same exact place strangled her and killed her and dropped her off, you know, in pretty much the same area. And he even performed the sexual activities with her, too. And that's, with this second victim, that's all the information it pretty much had on her. Now, he would wait a couple months before victim number three. It was December 12th of 1988. He would kidnap Erica Namba. And, and how old was she? With her, with Erica, it did not give me an age on her. So unfortunately, I just know she was between the age, that age range of four and seven. She was returning from a friend's house. Okay, I got to give you another trigger warning. We're going to go a little bit more in depth on this one. Yeah, deep breaths. I'm glad we just took a break. Yes. You guys didn't, we did. Now, once 
he had Erica in the car, he would end up forcing her to remove her clothes and take pictures of her before killing her. He would drop the clothes off in a wooded area and the body in an adjoining parking lot. The fourth victim... He probably took pictures after killing her too, the sick... Probably. Uh, even though obviously we don't... We right. know it's not, but he that's probably how he was raised. Yeah. But without having much of that information... Maybe without the killing part, but right. everything else. Now we're going to move on to victim number four. Five-year-old Kyo Nomoto. Yet again, he, he likes taking his pictures. He convinced this little girl to be able to take some pictures before killing her. Now here's what gets really disturbing. After killing her for the next two days... Two days, mind you, he would perform sexual activities and also dismember the corpse. The torso was placed in a cemetery and her head was placed in the woods. Wow. Yes. Now, if you can't handle gruesome kind of... Sometime later, he would bring back some of the body parts from the young girl, placed them in his closet. He would drink the blood. She was five. Yeah. And these kids never did anything to him. The one, you know, made fun of him a little bit because of the hands, but at he that said age... this dude's dead, right? Yes. Okay. He was executed. Good. Yes. Hopefully they chopped his freaking head off. He was hanged. Yeah. He got, okay. He got his. It just took a Publicly little time. Publicly hanged? I do believe so. Good. Yeah. They thought he was kind of mental, but they ended up saying, no, he was... He could handle everything. July 23rd, 1989... Miyazaki attempted to take some pictures of another young girl by inserting a camera lens into her vagina. What? Yes. He did what? Yes. He tried to take pictures by inserting a camera lens into her vaginas out in the wood. As he was starting to take the pictures, though, the girl's father confronted him, ran and ended up calling the police good while he while the father and the young and we girl don't have that girl's name because she probably right. because she survived exactly now while you know all this was going on Miyazaki fled and during all this dude was naked too while he was taking wow. the pictures yeah he was worried that he was gonna get caught so he just chills in the woods try to you know let things calm down so he knows he's doing wrong yeah. if he's running he knows he's doing wrong right so he was a few hours, goes back to his car, but lo and behold, hey, cops are there, and he gets arrested. That's insane. Yeah. If you thought that things could not get even more messed up, so when the police go to the house to search, they found a collection of the pornography. There was child pornography, and I do believe it was like well over 500 hours of a mixture of the child pornography. There was videotapes, home videotapes. But that's only five victims but it wasn't only the victims it was just from other forms of child pornography too there was some home videos of his siblings there was you know the manga there was the anime it was just in general there was just so much of it and as a lot of these perpetrators say you know they had no remorse for what they have done he showed no remorse he would even go as far as taunt pretty much the victim's parents, the families. He'd make phone calls, let the ring, let it ring for like 20 minutes. And if somebody picked up, he would just breathe heavily into the phone. Not what a say, creep. Not to say a word. And with one of the victims too, 
and just for the privacy of them, I won't say which one. If you guys really want to go in depth, just go through Google search. I got the links. It will say which one for sure. But there was a victim that they sent that he sent part of the remains to one of the family members and said, hey, this is so-and-so and she's dead and so on and so forth. Why? He was just. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Blames it on the rat man. Just pretty much saying, you know, I did you guys a favor. So as he was caught, you know, his he needed to get a lawyer. His father ended up saying, no, I'm not going to help you. I'm ashamed of you. And I'm not for sure if this is kind of yet again with the Japanese culture um, with a lot of the stuff. But shortly after, you know, his son was committed, his father committed suicide. He just he couldn't stand, you know, the thought of what his son had done. Also, what else he would do is he would even send disturbing postcards to the family members with clippings with cryptic words relating to the kids' murders. That's insane. Why? You already destroyed them. Right. They were kids. They were, yeah, just just because he wanted to, you know. So when he was put on trial, there were many attempts to label him as insane, but he was sentenced to death on April 14th, 1997, and he was hanged on June 17th, 2008. So it took him 11 years before they actually did it. Now, since you've gotten pretty much all the information now, yet again, though, would you say that the blame should be on the parents for not living their son because of their deformities? I think it's a combination of everything that he watched, how he was treated growing up, and I also think that he was just born sick in the freaking head. Yeah, and I wanted to read you part of the little profile uh, that I got off of Criminal Minds Wiki. That so, and this is just kind of giving a brief detail of some of the stuff that they were talking about. Per the profile, some of the psychologists concluded that he was saying discognitive identity disorder and a severe case of schizophrenia. Though other psychologists suggested that he had no apparent disorder. Doctor Susuma Oda, a psychologist. Tsuka Yuba University described his serial murders as thrill killings of a rare kind. Oda believed that he thought himself as important due to his de deformities and a small penis and saw his victims as nothing more than characters from his comic book life. Professor and psychotherapist Akira Ishii stated that he was a pedophile first and a murderer second. As killing was an extension of his interest in little girls, a way of possessing them. That is insane. And you got that from where again? This was from Criminal Minds. We I know this episode was a little bit shorter, but for the amount of information that I could find, it was... He was sick in the head. He tried to blame it all on... I just can't get over those hands. Yeah. Sorry, I, I can't. But like I said, though, for his... Like, I could see that, like, going to the store, and I would see something, and if I saw something like that, I'd probably be like, I need to get out of here. That's kind of creepy. Right. But for him... And it's not because I'm judging him. It's just, go look at his hands. There's plenty of pictures. Google search it. And I'm, and... like, imagining him, like, these wobbly things, like, barely any bone in them, you know? Well, I think that's kind of what it was. It was just, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, it's... 
like his wrist. We'll, we'll have it up on. The, yeah. Put it up on the screen at the point when we talk. Right. About it, because know? there's. But those hands, I can't get over them. I can't, I close my eyes and I see his hands. Yeah. They're creepy. Just to recap, there was the seven victims, four, you know, four murders, two assaulted, and then the one attempted between the four and seven. And of course, with the mother, I don't know for sure if it was the biological mother or the said yeah. mother. Uh, that's that's what I've got. So any other thoughts on that ones or any other questions potentially? Because my biggest thing is, though, you know, he... He would cut up these victims. He wanted to save them as the souvenirs. And yeah, so many times we have heard that with serial killers, you know, they will leave body parts in certain areas and leave them there as trophies. Yeah. But too, it doesn't ever say, though, too, if they uh, actually find all the bodies or their parts and be able to have like an actual funeral for the for the kids. That's insane. Yeah. I'm sorry. This sick case just completely makes me sick. It does. But that is the case. I mean, I've never had to take a break in a case while we were talking about it until today. Yeah. It got me emotional and it got you just mentally where you yeah. just... And we're going to have cases like this. Yeah. And I mean, we both of us have not been feeling the greatest so like it just it take it took it, a mental it's a different episode today just because we're just really not feeling the greatest right so i we both definitely apologize but we want knew you guys knew wanted an episode so we're putting it out exactly <laughs> all right with all that being said then so babe what about next week who are we talking about so so next week we are talking about the Velisca axe murders Ooh. so now can you tell me where we're going for that or is what kind of information do so this is in iowa and this one was all the way back in 1912 so that's to date for us that's the oldest case yes. that we are going to be doing so we're going to Villisca, iowa all the way back to june 9th of 1912 Ooh, okay so I don't think we have any listeners out in Iowa yet. Hey, if we do, let us know. Yeah, if you guys got any information on this. Yeah, let us go to our Facebook page and let us know where you're from. Yeah. It's always good to know. Yeah, because I mean we see like what country you're from, but we don't know what state you're from. Yeah, yeah. And we would love to know what state you're from. Yeah. So comment, you know, let us get to know you guys as well. Cause yeah, we're taking the time letting you know a little who bit about are. us yeah yeah we so, want to know who our viewers are exactly so. and please remember that we have updated it we've got a, the new way to show the case files and babe let them know again where can they go if they want to suggest a case so you'll click on our link tree down below and you'll just click on suggest a case awesome and then there's a forum you'll fill out and we it comes directly to us so cool and then also i don't know if, i'm just gonna throw this out there do you want to go ahead from going forward let people know who suggested a case or should we just let them be known anonymous well, i think we should leave that up to our viewers if they want us to you know we could put that on our forum okay 
you know, can we say your name as a shout out or do, would you like to be anonymous? I like that because I know on other podcasts, it goes both ways. Some people suggest, you know, hey, this was done by so-and-so and others. They just leave it, you know, as is. Yeah. But I figured. So, yeah. We, okay. We can definitely add that to our list. Okay. Yeah. So, so let us know, everybody. If you want us, if you want to be that shout out, let us know. And if not, hey, we'll leave it as is. Because this is for you guys. We enjoy doing this, but we want to make sure we do it how you guys like us to. Well, is there anything else that we need to talk about tonight? All right. So we are working on a massive case that we are both doing the research on. And we're once we are completely done, this is going to, this is still a couple months away, but once this is completely done, because it's going to take a lot. Yes, it is. Um, it is a huge, huge, huge case, and it's a lot of information, yes. and it's going to be, I'm not sure how many episodes yet, but it will be a whole entire season, possibly even two seasons okay. on our Patreon. Um, so if you're not already, go over there and subscribe to our Patreon because we have a lot of things getting ready to drop. Yes. And we don't want you guys to miss out on cases. Make sure you go join, go subscribe to our Patreon so you can get those episodes. Um, it is a requested case, but it's also, and it's the most requested case that we've had. Not only that, but it's one that I've always liked since the beginning of this. This was a case that I automatically was going to do regardless. Oh, sounds good. Also, if you click on our link tree down below, we have two different um, clothing brands that you guys can choose from. It's Reaper Apparel Co. and Seek Jesus. If you put Dancy True Crime in the discount code box, then you will get 10 to 15% off each of them. And we just... I've added t-shirts, hoodies, you got cups, you got, I think, bandanas, maybe. Oh, yeah, there's it's, all kinds of stuff on there. Anything and everything. But just go on there and look at both of them, and we still have ours. A huge, huge thing about ready to drop. Oh, We've I been working so hard wait. on it. We've been working so hard to yes. get it out to you guys. I know we've been talking about it for like a month now. But, hey, it's but one of those it's something it that's time. been in the making, and yes. it does take time. So, and... We hope that you guys are excited as we are. Yes. So is there anything that we need to add? That's all for this week. All right. Also, go make sure you guys are following our new Facebook page. Please. Um, because most we have so many more followers on our old Facebook page than we do our new Facebook. Okay. Let's see. I think we only have 41 on our new Facebook, but we have over 100 on our old one. All right. So we just need to yeah see about at switching them over even personally. But yeah, we we got to figure out how to do it. Yep. Just so, re-add them. So. Oh, also, make sure that you subscribe, follow. Um, comment. Comment. Interact with our stuff as much as possible. Yes. Review. Five stars, please. Please. Um, but yeah, just let us know how we're doing. Send us messages on Facebook. On our new Facebook page, you can send a message directly to us. Or you can join us on our Instagram, all of the above if you want to, up to you, obviously. Um, and we're going to try something new this week. <clears throat> so since Daniel is the one who 
told you guys about the case today. We are going to let him spin the wheel and find out what case we're listening to in two weeks. Okay. All right. Go ahead and click the wheel. All right. Ooh, oh. the Lion Sisters. And this one, I believe, was, well, I won't say who was with us at but yes, the Lion Sisters, the I actually, sisters. was a buddy of mine that I work with. So. Yeah. All right. I guess that's who we're going to talk about in two weeks. Cool. Sounds good. I'm excited. We are going to go ahead and call it a night. Yeah, we, it's been a long, long day. We got a lot to do tomorrow. So yeah. enjoy the rest of your week, and I know this is hitting Monday, so it'll be a little bit different, but still, either way, enjoy your weekend, and we will see you next week, guys. Yeah. So once again, my name's Casey. I'm Daniel. And we are, hey guys, Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, they will be posted on our Facebook page. It, they are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page. Join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D A N S I True Crime. And also, you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, you will, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.